there, I'm Michelle Bunch, and this is Enthusiasm Diaries. Enthusiasm is contagious, and in this podcast, we get to share in the enthusiasm of others and perhaps spark some of our own curiosity along the way. Thanks so much for listening. Well, I am here today with Lindsay and David Schultz. They are a husband and wife duo who own and operate a home building company. And David is also the COO and co-founder of an off-site panelized framing company called Simple Homes. And they're also just great humans. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. Take us back a little bit. How did this start? Did you guys just get together and just say, let's let's start building homes together? Or how did this happen? Well, I would say, I mean, I grew up in the business. My dad has uh, been in the home building business for um, my entire life. I think he's been building for probably 40 years now. And so I, I grew up in it. And when I was at CSU, um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do when I graduated, but um, I met Lindsay and was decided to stay in Fort Collins while she finished school and worked for a home builder there. And then when we got married in 2009, I just felt like at that point it was really a good time to kind of venture out on my own. Now it was the heart of the recession. So it was probably frankly the worst time to do it, <laughs> right. uh, but I was just ready to, to do my own thing. And um, construction is what I knew. And I, I did like it. I didn't know that I'd like it as much as I do now. Um, but just kind of fell into it and started from the very bottom doing basic remodels. And, and, uh, now we're building much more new stuff, but, um, that's kind of the genesis of it. Okay. Well, and you guys have a company called Ellen, Ellen deconstruction. How did, when did that actually come to be? Tell us about that. So that was 2009. I mean, so Lindsay and I got married in June of 2009 and, and moved to Denver, literally came from our home from our honeymoon. And I started the, the company and I'm using quotes at the, right now because it was really just me. Lindsay had a job with KeyBank. Okay. Um, I basically, L&D didn't really make any money for at least a year or more. Um, so yeah, it was... Uh, Lindsay and David, that's that's the L and D part. The L and yeah. I wasn't a part of it though at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, she was actually ma- she was actually making money, and I was I was losing <laughs> money at the time. It was a good partnership then, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so, I guess, what was it like just to say? I mean, a lot of people, I imagine, work in construction. Was that a big leap to say we're going to start our own company? I mean, was there more to that? I mean, it just sort of seems like did you just wake up and you're like, I'm gonna. We're going to be entrepreneurial, entrepreneurs. <laughs> I can never say that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it might be a big leap for some people, but I just sort of always knew that I wasn't going to work for somebody long term. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I come from a family of construction and, and real estate. So I just kind of fell into doing that, that stuff. And yeah, I mean, certainly I was naive in thinking um, how easy it would be. I remember thinking about that and, you know, like, oh, I can do what my boss at the time, who was a really great company I worked for in, in Fort Collins called Spanger Homes. Uh, I just remember thinking, just being really naive about how, how it would be to run a company. And uh, 
So I, I quickly got smacked in the face <laughs> those first couple of years and realized it's a little bit it's a little bit tougher than that. Yeah, there's a lot to it. How would you <laughs> yeah. how would you describe those first few years? I mean, it sounds like it took a while to, to get turn a profit, but what else would you say about it? And maybe um, Lindsay can also say from her yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah, why don't you say? Why don't you what do you say, Lindsay? <laughs> um we were skimping by, I would say. Um David was taking anything he could get. I remember I think your first job was what a lawn mowing job just to like, just get out there and make any money. So it's cool to think that that's where you started. Um, and it kind of, we kind of viewed it as I was the support of the family while he got the business up and running. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, that's exact. It really wasn't a business until at least for a few years, it was really just a job, me just doing remodels, you know, I was very unsophisticated at the time and didn't really understand how to, how to run a business or, or think about, um, focus on, on the numbers of the business and that type of thing. So there was a lot of, uh, just kind of muddling through and, and, and figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So imagine just kind of over time it builds and, and we were just kind of joking earlier, like sometimes you learn from doing things wrong. And, um, and then, and then it sounds like just, and as your friend kind of watching you guys, I started to know more what was going on with your business aside from just catching up and hearing like a little bit when I maybe see you from time to time, but I started noticing you guys doing a lot on social media and even talking about, um, ADUs, accessory dwelling units. Um, and I wonder, can you tell us a little bit sort of what made you even interested in that? Even, I mean, I'll admit I Googled it. I was like, what's an ADU? (laughs) Um, but can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah. I don't remember the exact time that, that we started thinking about this, but, um, I had met a guy, I was a part of the, the national association of home builders, and a few, I did a few things, I think, right early on. We, I joined a couple of networking groups just to meet people. And I joined one of the networks at National Association of Home Builders. And I met a guy who, uh, his name is Jeff Prager, is an economist and has been a production home builder. And that was really the point that sort of like uh, I realized that um, I just needed to be a little bit more sophisticated from a business perspective because it doesn't really matter how good of a craftsman you are i mean ultimately you have to to think about the business component of it if you actually want it to be a business and so that was when he really um started saying this the stuff we started talking the stuff that we were taking from a remodel perspective especially just just wasn't sustainable for the goals that we wanted to to hit and so i think there was a kind of the confluence of that and the idea of doing a little bit of something different uh, from a development standpoint for Lindsay and I. And that's when we kind of stumbled upon ADUs. Can I you real quick? Yeah. yeah. I think we stumbled upon it also because we kind of had always thrown out the idea of that because we had lived in a small home. And then when we bought our first house, we knew we wanted to have kids and there wouldn't be room for guests if the kids, if we had kids and guests came over. So it was kind of like a logical next step for us personally. And then it just melted well with the business. 
Yeah, and, and ADUs were becoming kind of an interesting topic from a, from a national perspective because as home prices uh, started to climb out of the recession, you know, 2012 um, all the way through 2015 into where we are now, I mean, really the precursor for ADU development is uh, high home prices. Really because, you know, if if you're going to spend two hundred fifty dollars or $350,000 in your backyard, um, you're not going to do that if your next door neighbor's house is only two hundred fifty, and you can just buy that house. Right. But all of a sudden, when your neighbor's house is four fifty or five hundred, three fifty in your backyard starts to sound sound much better. Mm-hmm. And then high rent prices and all of these things. So we just kind of got lucky and stumbled upon it. Nobody was really focusing on on ADUs uh, in this market, and so we just started doing happy hours and uh, meetups talking about ADUs and zoning and pricing and all of these things and kind of hit a chord. And, um, you know, we didn't, we wouldn't know if anybody would show up. And so we started getting, you know, 30, 40 people and we started doing some classes and tours and. Well, and um, and when you mean like people show up, was it just to gain interest on it or was it actually something to do with the policy and zoning within the city and like, what, like, what was the purpose of getting all these people together? I mean, uh, you know, it was, it was about education and that's how we really phrased it. It was free. I mean, but obviously we were looking for business. I mean, we, we wanted to make a run at, at building this and, and, and really focusing our business on, on this niche. Gotcha. Okay. Because I mean, I'm a firm believer in, in, in business, you have to find some niche that you can that you can kind of try to monopolize for a little while, because if you're just swimming with everybody and then it, then it just, you know, digresses oftentimes into just a pricing battle. And that's not what I'm interested in. So, um, yeah, so we just, and I thought they were really cool from a development perspective. I thought that was a really interesting idea and it could actually be a great thing for the city. Um, you'd seen places like Portland and Seattle and, um, the East coast to have high density living with these kind of cool things in the backyard. And I thought Denver was set up perfect for that. And we were just at the very, very early stages of that. And now you've really seen an explosion of, of ADUs in, in Denver. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, do you see it more for people that like in your case, what you guys were talking about, like wanted for a spare bedroom now with people working at home, wanting a zoom room, or is it, um, do you see it more for the rental potential or all of the above? I mean, in general, they're very, very flexible. So they can, they can flex over your lifetime. I, I mean, you see, you really see the gamut. Um, I would say though, the most people, at least in the beginning, rent them because they are pretty expensive. Um, I would say the average ADU that we build is somewhere in the $325,000 range. And so they're very expensive. So I'd say most people Airbnb them for at least some portion of time. And so um, that's why I call um, Airbnb, which a lot of has a kind of pejorative nature right now, especially within city politics. People do not like uh, short-term rentals. But I, I think that it's the only way that this product will get built. And ultimately, we're building more housing is, and that's what we need. 
Mm-hmm. So I like to refer it as kind of the gateway drug to more housing. It just, they would not get built without this. Yeah. And so then really it progresses. Most people go from short-term rental to some kind of long-term rental. Oftentimes it's family that will live there, aging parents, mm-hmm. people that are actually downsizing and moving out of their house and into the back. Oh, that's um, cool. So there's just a ton of different uses for them. That's why I think one of the reasons that people are beginning to to build them you know, more and more throughout the city. Yeah. Super versatile, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So then, um, well, I guess what was happening for your family kind of as all this was building up? Because um, can you share a little bit about that? Well, David really got this part of the business going. Um, and I wasn't really a part of it. I had two little kids at home. So we, um, we outgrew our house. So we had, we built our first ADU. We were running that, um, on Airbnb and then also for guests. And then we outgrew our house. We found out we were pregnant with our third and we just wanted more space. And we saw, um, we really liked the lot across the street from our house. It was a big lot. So David loves to just tell anybody and everybody if they want to sell their home to talk to him first, um, which I love that about him. He's always thinking. And so our neighbor told us they were looking to, to leave and to sell. And we decided that we should buy it. And we actually put a deal together with my sister and her husband at the time. So we bought it with them, actually, the, the, the house. Yeah, so then we had plans to build three homes on it. And we built my sister's home. And then we built our home with an ADU in the back. And we're just now building the third home with the ADU in the back. Wow. Well, and just just kind of as your friend, I would see you kind of like, well, one, even just coming by your house on occasion, like you would, we would literally watch your new house be built with your kids, which maybe I'm just thinking of how much my kids love construction. I'm sure you, yours do too. I mean, what was that like to literally wake up every day and see the progress of your new house that your husband was building? I mean, how that cool. was really cool. Yeah. I realized that that wasn't an experience anybody gets to have who's building a new house. Usually it's not right across the street from your current house. So um, was David like, Hey, I got to go to work. See ya. And like <laughs> packed his lunch pail and walked across the street or what was that like? It was actually really <laughs> awesome. Cause I could come get him if the kids were being out of control. <laughs> <laughs> I need backup. Yeah. Can you help me for five minutes? Yeah. Um, no, it was great. And at that time was when I decided that it was time to kind of get back in the game of work. And so I, I wasn't working yet, but I started uh, just like a blogging journey about our building our house and just documented the process of, you know, living next door and watching it go up and having our kids being able to see their dad do this and just the process of designing the home and building it. So it was that time that I started that, which, which I thought was a great time to do. I'm glad I, (laughs) looking back, I'm glad I started that. Well, and how cool that you'll be able to show your kids that. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Some of the best memories are taking pictures of our kids, just like watching him or like running across the street to try to, you know, oh, and carrying his little tool belt. <laughs> oh, cute. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Well, so then I, I guess at what point, because then David kind of started and became a co-founder of another company. Is that is this around the same time that this started happening too for you guys? Yeah, so it was it was um and because we built our house in I think we started in 2018 into 2019. And um that's when I think in 2018 I met the Jeff, who I co-founded Simple Homes with. And we wanted to do a, a prototype, a pilot project, just to sort of see how we work together and if there was any viability to this idea of offsite panelized construction. So he was friends with Jesse, who is uh, Lindsay's um, sister's husband and who lives next door to us. And this was a, a buddy of his from his company that he works at, McKinsey, a management consulting company. And Jeff had gone to school and had actually been in architecture school for a little bit or for a little bit of time, ended up deciding not to do architecture, but was always sort of interested in home building. And then at McKinsey, he was um, working on some on some automation or some projects that were doing automation robotics. And so this really got the confluence of these two interests sort of started him down this journey of thinking about shaking up the construction industry and, and thinking about building in a different way. And so he did a couple tours of Europe and, and uh, other factories around the U.S. and we had some a couple of beers in 2018, and I thought it was a really interesting, cool idea because sort of anecdotally in the small business that we had was starting to see, because of a lot of different things, cultural things and immigration policy, that there's just a really a dearth of, of uh, skilled labor. And the way to, to manage that is through industrial processes. And so... And is I that know much, I like shaking it up? That's the part that you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because if you look at statistically speaking and just anecdotally about how these things get built, I mean, we haven't changed much in a hundred years and the productivity um, charts that you'll see will show that home building and construction have negative productivity since, uh, since the turn of the century. Uh, and I mean, the, the 20th century, yeah, so we're we're actually less productive than we were 120 years ago. Whereas farming and other manufacturing has thousand, two thousand percent productivity increases. Wow! And so all those things I didn't hadn't really dug into, but I just sort of had this sense that when we started talking, that that it made sense. And so I'm like, hey, let's build this prototype. Which the prototype happened to be our ADU and our our back. Um, in our new house. Yeah, in our new house, that AU. And so that was the first project that we ever built at Simple. And we built it in one of Jeff's buddies, basically garages. Um, he had a business and we, we built it in this 2,000 square foot garage, him and I and a wow. rider, my other brother-in-law and a couple other guys. And then we installed it in, I think, March of, of 2018. Or 19? 19, because it was right after yep. Ella was born. Yeah, and then we just, uh, you know, that was kind of the, the period where we were feeling each other out and seeing if this would, would work, and it went really well. And we just sort of never looked back, and 
then Jeff and I went to, to Europe and looked at factories and came back and raised some money. And now it's, uh, now we're, now we're really deep, <laughs> now we're deep into it. So. And busy. Yeah. Yeah. We're very busy. So we've, um, I mean, I, th- I think this is, this is a business that you just need a pretty large scale. Um, okay. I mean, there's overhead and all these things. And from an efficiency standpoint, this has to be big, uh, relatively big. And so we're at the very still beginning stages. Uh, this is really sort of the first step change mm-hmm. where we're going from building, you know, 30 houses a year to hopefully somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 homes this year and wow. ultimately we think we can build about two twenty five hundred to three thousand in this market wow. Um, wow and then which is still a very small percentage of the total market share um but uh, but but a lot of homes nonetheless and i think one distinction here is just that on the simple home side it's just framing so we do framing sheathing windows and some doors in our factory and then we install those panels on site with a crane. And then um, we do the siding and exterior trim on site, just like a traditional builder. Okay. And we work for home building companies. So the big home building companies that you see in subdivisions or, or whatever, those are our clients. Wow. Okay. Uh, we work, we, or that's who we, that's who we work for. Um, well, and you kind of yeah. said some of this. It, I mean, it sounds like it's a new way to do things and you're you're shaking it up. But can you, I guess, can you just say a little bit more about sort of what for people that aren't in the home building industry and, and don't know how the traditional way of doing it and what yeah. what really makes it different? Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, um, a lot of people have tried this. So it's not panelization is, and, and modularization isn't actually that new. Okay. It has just never really made a permanent foothold in this market um, outside of um, a very few companies, one being this big company down in, in Florida called Rainy Construction, who just actually just recently got acquired by a very big hmm. company. Um, and whereas in Europe, in a place like Sweden, 95% of all buildings, to at least to some degree, are built in a factory. Um, so in traditional construction, American style construction, you basically deliver all of the studs, two by fours, sheathing, OSB, plywood to a site and a crew looks at the plans and they build it on site. The difference in what we're doing is, is taking those plans, creating a 3d model or what we call a digital twin. So we're basically building it in a digital world first. And then we break it apart into the panels and produce those panels in our factory and then just put them together like Legos on a site. And the really the biggest value that I think we bring and offsite construction brings is speed. So we can cut down the building, the, the drying in part, the building of the structure by at least half um, and, and better in some cases. Um, and I think, overall we can build a better uh, a better product i mean the analogy is you know you wouldn't want somebody to drop all the parts to your car in your front yard and then build it in your front yard 
you know, you want them to build it in a climate controlled process driven environment with quality control and quality assurance programs and all these things. And so it's, um, that's basically what we're trying to do. And again, there's, there's a lot of panelized companies and it just hasn't really stuck. Um, why do you, I think, why do you think it hadn't? I think there's a few things. I mean, of course, as an entrepreneur, you always think you can do it better. And sometimes you're just naive enough to, to, and dumb enough that you stick with it long enough that it does actually work. So that's what I'm hoping. Um, but I think the, the, the main difference now is that the digital technology is so much better. And in the past, what happened is people built panels Lumber yards particularly would build panels and they would take them out to a site and they drop off the panels and the guys on the site had no connection with the guys in the factory. And so if the panels were wrong, even if they weren't wrong, the guys on the site were like, this doesn't work. They didn't give it enough time. And so they would just jettison the idea. And so the difference that we're, I think different than most is that we actually handle our own installs. So we make sure, so we design these, uh, so we, you know, do all the digital twin 3d modeling, we build it in our factory and then we erect it on site. So we own that whole thing. And I think that that's really important to make sure that, that we fit into the existing structure of how these builders work and ultimately make it simple. I mean, that's part of the name too, is make the process simple for the, the builders and, Wow. Well, and I, I think about the people who the purchaser, the home purchaser too. I mean, anyone who's going to be building a house, so I've, I've not gone through that process, but you always just hear what a headache it is and how long it takes. I mean, that's like all you hear. <laughs> and yeah, then they're finally yeah. so relieved when they get in the house. <laughs> right. Yeah, and we don't control a lot of that, but I mean, I think we at least give the builders the opportunity to, to make up some time. Um, you know, I think, what we really want to do is fit into and um, you know, we don't even for the mechanical electrical and plumbing guys, the next trades that come in, we don't really even care that they know that it's panelized. They just know that it was done right and that it's a good quality product and it was done very efficiently and on time. And that's really what we think about from a builder's perspective too. Um, so. Wow. Sounds just, easy, but <laughs> <laughs> the explanation of it sure makes sense. And I, I think when you explain that it's the technology that's come along to make this work, like what an opportunity and how how great. Can you explain a little bit then how L and D um, works or partners or kind of how that works along with Simple Homes now? Early on, especially all of Simple Homes initial projects were all L and D projects. So we worked really closely together and it was, it was a way to test things out. And, um, there were some bumps along the way, but it was our own bumps, which, mm -hmm. which made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to kind of figure out some things within the context of that relationship to get us a little bit farther ahead. So when we were with an external client, um, we had, had some of that stuff kind of figured out. Mm -hmm. And now the companies in a lot of ways are sort of um, diverging just a little bit. 
and simple homes is not doing necessarily all of um lng's framing although it's still probably half mm-hmm. but the, one of the challenges with panelized systems especially within the infill city context like what we're doing at lnd is just logistics the logistics of moving these big panels is is tough and is really more conducive to multifamily infill in the city oh, or like okay. single family greenfield development out by the airport, these brand new subdivisions where you have a lot more space to maneuver and you have just a lot more scale. Okay. Well, I wonder, it was, I think around this time too, or maybe, well, maybe Lindsay, you can just speak a little bit to getting your hand a little more involved in the day-to-day stuff at L&D. Yeah. Yeah. It, 2019 was kind of the year that a lot of things came to a head personally for us. And then professionally for David. So that was when we were building our home. And that was when David decided to start this company. I think you started it in 2018, actually, but um, it was really starting to get like moving in 2019. So that's when he was working basically two full-time jobs and then building (laughs) our house. And then also we had had a third baby. So so did you sleep at all? Yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> like looking back on that year, I don't even know. I should have died. Total blur. Yeah, total blur. But we survived and uh, we're better for it. <laughs> but yeah, so that was kind of when just things really kicked up a notch in our lives in general. And, you know, as you get older and keep chugging along in life, you realize things really aren't slowing down. Like, I realized pretty quick we're, we're not getting any less busy. (laughs) And so I just kind of pitched it to David that, um, this year, um, that I should, that I was ready to kind of start jumping in and helping more. So, um, that happened. I feel like you kind of glossed over another year within that, which was 2020. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. That happened in the pandemic. So the pandemic, uh, just accelerated my need to get back to work. So, you know, being home with the three little ones basically for eight months straight, because our kids didn't go back to school, the older ones, um, made me crazy a little bit. (laughs) I felt like I just really needed to have an outlet and I needed, I needed it both for my mental health, but just to be a better mom and wife too. Mm -hmm. So I just said to David that I was finally ready to jump in. I thought it would be once the kids started school, that was kind of always our plan was LND construction was our company. He was running it and working it. And then once our kids were in school, I would come on. Um, but it was just accelerated and it's actually worked out really well. I'm really happy. Um, I really enjoyed designing our house when we built our house and, um, just had a lot of fun with it, enjoyed documenting the process and blogging about it. So when I, when David and I discussed me coming back or coming to help, um, that was going to be the side I was going to help with was the design side. And that was the side in L and D that really was lacking. So, um, yeah, I, I started working with the L and D clients on the design side and, um, really just interior selections, the architecture side that the design is done by the actual architecture is done by 
architects, <laughs> but I'm helping with the inside. Um, yeah. so, and then the exterior selections like painting and paint colors and so you materials. make the decisions that everyone gets so overwhelmed about. Yes. Like, why I, are there so many paint colors? <laughs> yes. And I realized that when we were building our house, just, you know, decision fatigue is a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's very overwhelming if you don't know what you're looking at. If you're just sent to look for samples and then there's 50 different shades of white. <laughs> or like 500. It's so, there's so many whites. It's really hard to, <laughs> and, and then, you know, sooner or later, you're just like, I don't care just choose a white for me. So, um, that's what I do. And then that's what I'm doing for our personal projects, the spec homes we're building, which I'm really enjoying also. That's so cool. How, I mean, I don't like, where do you even start? Like, do you, do you have a certain vibe or feel or just like idea that kind of guides you? Is there like design influence that you tend to focus on or? So our personally, when, Dave and I started talking about how we could build this and start doing more spec homes. Our goal is to build homes that will stand the test of time. So homes that are going to age well, home with materials that um, are you know natural and organic and good for the environment, but also age well over time. So we don't want anything or we don't want to build anything that in 10 years is going to look like it's falling apart. Mm. Um, so that's kind of where I start is just what materials age well. You know, we know that stone ages well. We know that wood ages well, just the natural materials. And then we also love the classic feel of the Denver, the old Denver homes. And so mm. I take a lot of that influence also. And I'm learning. I wasn't I'm not trained in this. I didn't go to school for this. So, you know, I'm learning as I go, but I'm loving the process. How fun. And to feel like you keep learning and keep figuring it out. And, um, and I imagine you, like you said in the beginning, just it being like such a good outlet too for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so fun to work with David because he's so busy. So to be able to like even check in with him, even if it's just for work, (laughs) It's nice. You're like, well, I'll see you on the work the work meeting tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, we have to see each other tomorrow during the day because it's for work. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you, I mean, the you use that phrase home building life, and that was the what you did for your like blogging. But really, you guys do have this home building life that you truly, I mean, you build homes and you built a life for yourself where you're you're your own boss and you, you started this. I mean, what is that like to reflect on just to see what you have built and what you continue to, to build, I guess. It's crazy to me that we're like where we talked about wanting to be, you know, when he started this, we kind of talked about how eventually we would want to build our own homes together and do this. And it's just crazy. It feels like it all of a sudden happened. And I know it didn't all of a sudden happen. There's a lot of work that went behind this, especially on David's part. Um, but it's cool to be here. Yeah. I, we haven't made it, but it's cool to be where we are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think on my side too, it's, it's the, it's the part that the part of the work that I do that I know that we will continue to do. I know that certain products and certain th- phases of the different business stuff that, that I'm doing, are probably phases in my life and my um, 
you know, even if I'm being totally honest, uh, simple homes uh, is probably something that is is not. I, I'm probably not going to be 50 years old and, and still working or running simple homes. I, I don't think, but I do think that continuing to develop and, and build houses between, if, even if it's just Lindsay and I, 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 I don't see a phase in our life that we won't be doing that piece of it. So maybe, you know, like we're phasing a little bit out of ADUs and getting into some different kind of products. And, but I just can't imagine that we will stop building houses, even if it's just a few specs here and there, when if it's just her and I, mm-hmm. um, so that's, that part is, and, and I mean, Lindsay and I are both pretty stubborn and, and, fight with each other for sure. Uh, but it's, uh, it's something that I, I certainly enjoy. And I think we enjoy working together on that side and overall compliment each other. I mean, we get it, we get into it sometimes, but overall it's pretty, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I mean, even just your ability to like walk me through what things have been like since 2009. So what is that? Uh, 12, 13 years. I mean, You've done a lot. And I, what Lindsay said, like, yeah, you're, you, of course, you never really make it, but look, you're doing those things you talked about and what a cool thing to reflect on. And I guess, are there things you've learned about yourself in the process? I'm sure you've learned about your marriage in the process and <laughs> yeah. of course the, the day-to-day home building stuff, but what comes up and what you've learned in that amount of time? I mean, gosh, there's so much. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just, the grit to basically just keep getting up and doing it. Like that's almost all of it is the, it is the dedication to just getting up and and doing it day after day and just being honest and making sure that you get stuff right. I mean, you're going to get stuff wrong, but I mean the, the dedication to seeing things through, I think so many times people sort of cut and run on stuff because mm-hmm. admittedly it's, this is not running your own business or whatever you do in life is, is not easy, but just getting up and, and seeing it through every day. I mean, I think that's the part that, um, I don't think I really understood and you know, I just sort of did it, but now looking back just a little bit, you know, the, the 12 years or however long it's been mm-hmm. just, yeah. I mean, all of a sudden you just, you, you just keep doing it and, and hopefully getting better and you look up and you definitely have made some progress. It doesn't seem like progress in the day to day, but it definitely is. Starting a business and scaling a business is just hard work no matter what. And that's more than anything. You just have to keep moving. You just have like lots of bad stuff's going to happen and does happen. And you just have to keep moving. And it seems like the people that are successful just have enough grit to keep moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that you get everything right or not that you get most things right, but that you just keep, keep going. Yeah. Perseverance. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just been cool as getting, being your friend, getting to kind of see what you guys have built, <laughs> hearing more about your company, but also like seeing truly what you've built. I mean, how, how amazing. Are, any last thoughts for you guys? I feel like Lindsay and I think feel like this is like therapy session because it's sort of <laughs> therapeutic to to just 
talk about where we've been and sort of what, where we're going. And so it's yeah. always fun to, to, to talk about. Oh, cool. Well, thanks, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks so much for listening. Please leave a review and share with a friend. And if you're enthusiastic about something and want to share it, please contact me at michelle at enthusiasmdiaries.com.